Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Culture Shock. You can follow me on Instagram and on Snapchat with the same username as told by Pao. That is P-A-O. So I know last week I had mentioned that I would be talking about different people, how to connect with people from different cultures, but I just came back from South Korea and this is just something that I have to share with everyone. South Korea is absolutely my favorite place at the moment right now. They really blew my mind with their grilled cheese surprisingly, but mostly because I can't even find a grilled cheese here in China. But the first day that I had arrived, it was pretty intense. The airport is very organized. We had a little bit of a wait time to get past of customs and immigration, but they were very formal, they were very kind. And I think that was already a bit of a culture shock for me because when you're in China, there is no such thing as politeness, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry for the wait. Uh, you know, you were just treated so kindly and it's kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> But the first day that we arrived, we went to the Meondong market. And this market, when I look at pictures of it, I, I could have sworn it looked fake. It's so full of bright colors. It's so full of so many people. And it just almost looks like there's a green screen behind you. And I think you would probably think that there's a green screen literally making up that whole street if you were to see it in person, because that's how I felt. When I were to take pictures of it, I was just like, is that really what I'm behind of? It's just so beautiful and, oh my goodness, if anyone ever gets a chance to go, I would definitely encourage them to do so. At this market, uh, there's just lanes and lanes of food. I tried a Oreo churro, which was surprisingly amazing. I, I'm not crazy for Oreos, please don't hate me, but you know, I just like the filling. <laughs> Uh, I ate an enormous amount of pork belly on a stick. It was pork belly galore, to be honest, and it was phenomenal. And I particularly enjoyed drinking soju on the street. Now, was it illegal? Was it legal? I don't know, but no one said anything, and I felt like a boss. I enjoyed hanging out on the sidewalk and just taking shots of soju, because why not? There's just so many different stores of skincare trying to to sell you different products of really the same thing. Oh my goodness, and I found my first Laneige store. Now, Laneige is this very affordable Korean brand in the States that they sell in Sephora. They have this spectacular lip mask that you wear at night that tastes and smells like cotton candy. I don't think you should eat it, but I'm just saying sometimes you might. <laughs> And with the sleeping mask that they have, oh my goodness, it has a scent that is supposed to help you sleep and activate the melatonin in your mind, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, that same day, I think I spent almost $20 on sheet masks just because they're Korean sheet masks. And I, in particular, am looking for something to brighten my skin and not whiten my skin. So that was actually pretty interesting to find. Here in China, there's a lot of whitening products. And if anything, they only sell whitening products because the women here prefer to be a little more fair. And in Korea, it was very refreshing to find a variety of things, not just things that were whitening, but brightening and even shades of different colors for your foundation and your concealers. I think that was very very nice. That same day, I also got an amazing facial from Lush. 
Lush Cosmetics, I was thought to believe that was a California brand. And I'm still quite not sure if it's a Korean brand, but all their products are organic and natural. And I, I went in on it. I had the representative clean my face. He put a mask on. He like took off my makeup. I was ready to go because in my mind, I was like, listen, I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to have to wash my face anyways. So why not? At the end of the day, I spent maybe an hour there and I kind of felt bad for the friend that I was with because she was waiting there for me. But at the end of the day, I bought this amazing facial toner that smells delicious because it has lavender in it and a facial cleanser that is very gentle and that I could use for every day. So I think a little, I think I went a little crazy in that market, but the essence of why I'm talking so much about this market was because the people there were just so helpful. If if they didn't have an answer for you, they'd find someone with an answer for you. I was looking for the best Korean barbecue that I could find right then and there. You know, we're used to just having people point at a like point at it and being like, "Oh, it's it's somewhere over there." I had this guy trying to sell shoes literally take me to a Korean barbecue. He took me up the elevator to the front, said hi to his friends, and was like, okay, you'll be taken care of. Thanks. You know, it's that kind of, I don't know if it's hospitality, but it it was just so nice to be around kind people who didn't really seem like creeps, that didn't really seem like they were going to take something away from you, that weren't hounding you for your money. Uh, they were just very, very kind and sincere. During my experience in the barbecue, I yet again continued to drink a lot of soju. But the food that we ate, the bulgogi, the different types of meat, the service that we received was impeccable. You know, you have these cute Korean women just coming back and cutting it up for you and showing you what meat is what and what vegetables are what and what uh, sides they're bringing you, like the potato with apple and corn. Like, what? It was, I think, the best <laughs> food I have had in a very long time. So that market... I'm so happy that I spent most of the day at because it already introduced me not only to a lot of the foods and the skincare cosmetics that they have, but also just how easy it is to move around and how noble the people there are. I think it was also just refreshing to know that I didn't have to be convinced that I wasn't being sold things. You know, if I didn't want something, I just didn't want it. The only downside, to be honest, is that you can't return stuff, and I think that's just a very big American thing, but hey, you try it on, you like it, you go. (laughs) So that same day, we went back to the hostel, and we were told that Gumnum, you know, like Gumnum style, boom, 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 Gumnum style, I really hope that you guys have heard the song, because that was a terrible representation of it, but that song comes from a place in Seoul called Gamnam. It's a district and it's just known for its bar hoppings and its clubs and it's supposedly gonna get super wild and super cool. But guess what? They are not open Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesdays. So essentially my friend and I were looking for a club. We would literally spend money on taxis just to move us from point A to point B. To come to find out that nothing was open and I even looked up a 
a like club on a hotel that didn't exist apparently because those the sources I had were outdated and that was very unfortunate but I think that night was really frustrating for me the upside to be honest was that I found the gumnum statue of like size hands and I think that was cute but to walk so like liberally and so free in the streets without anyone being really creepy i think that was great and i keep emphasizing on that just because i think it's nice to feel safe and i think it's nice to feel like no one will like just not to feel in danger i suppose i don't know if that's something many people in general feel like men and women but i know for me i enjoy going out and not having to feel like oh i have to be here and so and so because this might happen etc that same night we actually were looking for a spa because in korea they have 24-hour spas and at these 24-hour spas you can get scrubs and massages you can sleep there they have different rooms with different minerals and different temperatures uh, kind of to help your circulation and to give you different types of benefits for your body so in the hotel that we went to to get a taxi from we went to the restroom and this is the first time I have ever experienced a toilet that is warm and you can fix the temperature. I'm talking about like, it was, <laughs> it was a super advanced toilet. Like it cleans you, it dries you, it like, it, it's temperature controlled and shit like that. Like, I just think it's so funny how... I don't know. I thought that was just so mind-blowing and so out of this world. I think it was definitely not a necessity I would ever have to come to buy. But to say that I used a toilet that was at 80 degrees and made my butt feel really nice and warm as I did stuff, I think that was nice. And if you ever come to South Korea, go to the Wyatt Hotels because that's where you can get them. Uh, moving on, we then went to the spa. We finally find a spa by our district where our hostel was at. So we went to this spa called Ichion Spa and it was phenomenal. We actually laughed because we were like one of the only people there. There was people there that were already sleeping, but we couldn't get anything until 8 a.m. the next day. So our my friend and I just decided to like shower and like relax and then we were hungry so we ended up buying pizza. But it was frozen pizza and it was actually pretty good frozen pizza, but I thought it was just hilarious cuz when I was trying to talk to the guy, this guy's like, "Oh, you have to go pick your pizza over there." But in Korean, and I'm just like, "No, I don't want ice cream. I want pizza." And he's like, "Oh, god he was probably telling to himself like fucking americans so he walks over and he's like no pizza and i was like oh so you did know what we were talking about this whole fucking time yes he did he comes he goes into the ice cream bin or fridge or whatever and brings it out and there it is there's a fucking pizza and that was that i just thought it was really funny that he literally got it out of an ice cream fridge and casually just gave us pizza and he some and for some reason he gave us pickles i'm not quite sure why koreans like so much pickles i mean kimchi is pickled vegetable but pickles are definitely their thing there eh, it's okay so 
we slept over at the spa and I got eaten alive. I don't know what happened, but a mosquito bit me and it really hurt. And I thought I had an allergic reaction to something, but nonetheless, I woke up and it was gone. So yes. And we took a shower again. We relaxed in different of the, we relaxed in the different rooms and then came time for our massages. <laughs> I definitely knew that i would enjoy it just because i've been to a korean spa before in la and here in china but i think it was just so much more rewarding to be in actual korea of course and have it done by these beautiful cute little korean women and so you look at them and you're just kind of like excuse me miss i'm gonna need a lot of pressure in my back you know i carry a lot of stress around here here and there but no i knew i wasn't gonna be surprised when they were gonna massage us but i think i did end up being surprised anyways because they got on the table and were stretching us and i'm talking about this is the type of shit that you see on movies like walking on our backs and moving us from side to side neck and neck she scratched my head she massaged my ears she massaged my face like touching places that aren't really massaged often and i'm just like i can get used to this i like this a lot and she even tried putting my shirt on and was like okay finished and i'm like oh okay that was that was nice thank you so much you know like i <laughs> i was just perplexed by the intense I guess massaging that these women had because they knew what they were doing and again like they're just tiny and it was just strange but so like what the fuck I'm so excited <laughs> anyways after we did our massages we then it was already the daytime it was almost about like I think 10 or 11 a.m and we came across an on the border so fun fact there is Popeyes and on the border in South Korea we do not have that in China, so if you are ever in South Korea and you're an expat in China, get yourself all the on the border and Popeyes you need. So we took a few buses to the hostel and I think that was kind of an adventure because I ended up missing the bus stop that I needed. I was pretty much falling asleep the whole time anyways, so whatever, my dumbass missed a spot and we got out we crossed the street and then we got on the right bus but i think it was such a fun adventure because it was my friend's first time being in a bus and i actually never spoke to her about how her experience was on a bus but i think it was fun it was just so easy you could use the same but like the same bus card and metro card and train card and just essentially use the same card for everything so i'm really happy that the south korean public transportation system is so easy and it's open to everyone yes you're gonna have to exchange your cash into korean won but it was just so easy to move around and thanks to the open internet i did not have to use a vpn and i could just use my google maps and google maps was really resourceful so i always question what was my what were my parents doing when they were traveling like i can't i give them so many kudos to the people who did not have google maps because yes i know how to read a map but there is nothing like google maps who gives you directions i can only imagine having me to like ask so and so hey do you know where this is this this is that is oh this map says this oh you're reading the map backwards i don't know it's bizarre but 
On that bus trip, we just got so many hellos. No one was staring at us, and particularly my friend, who is of a darker shade. So for her, it's, I think it was so relaxing for her to just be like, I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna be like not stared at or people touch my hair or people ask me pictures all the time. It was just really nice to just be in a very more, in a much more comfortable level of a society, of an Asian society in particular. So on our way back to the hostel, we went back to this little picnic area. So yes, we went back to the hostel and we got ready and then we went back to the picnic and we saw, I believe we saw South Korea versus Mexico. So go Mexico. So yeah, I believe that we saw the South Korean versus Mexico game at night. And that was great because we had our beer, we had our soju, we had our food. We were kicking it back at this picnic area. And I just enjoyed having this community this little store just had a huge tv on it wasn't even that big it was maybe like a four like i don't even know how big tvs are but it was just a normal big size tv and everyone was watching everyone was engaged no one was like on their phones and i think that's the difference between south korean culture and china culture as of now the fact is that like yeah you have south koreans that are on their phones and that their social media presence is very important but they're so much more present and they're so much more engaged with each other. They talk to each other. They they hang out. They're always laughing. They're always having a good time. And over here in China, it's like you bump into people who are going up the stairs on their phone and, you're, and then you feel bad because it's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. But no, you should watch where you're going. So, and I think that's maybe not... A, Chinese or South Korean culture. I think that's just the culture we live in in general as the world with technology just consuming us. Our heads are always down. We are always lost on our phones as if our phones are any more interesting than the person we're trying to hang out with. And to lose myself in conversations with my friend and to lose myself with my surroundings and to people watch and to just really take in what was around me, that made me feel so confident and so humbled and just so refreshed because I enjoy not being on my phone all the time and I enjoy just silencing it and putting it away and being like, oh, look at that, there's a fucking bird on the tree. Oh, look at that, there's a fucking Shiba Inu there. Oh, look at this, oh, look at that. You know, the things that I would have missed, the dogs that I would have missed seeing had I just been on my phone the whole time and not really enjoying what was in front of me. So I really appreciate South Korea for that and their fashion sense, goodness gracious. Their fashion sense is just like, what? I am going to look like a fucking weirdo when I go back to the United States because I am going to be dressing more like an Asian. I'm going to be dressing up in Adidas and in overalls and I'm going to be wearing those nighty looking golf berets backwards and I'm going to look super 90s and super cool and super hip. But that is, I think, part of why I like South Korea so much because they are not afraid of embracing their true fashion sense and their true selves. They are just there to have fun, to look cool and to get fucked up. <laughs> And I don't want to say that for any for like the whole culture because I'm sure that they are there to also like be uh, very important people and to work hard and to study hard. But the impression that I got from South Korea was more so of just enjoying life while you have it. Yeah, you're gonna have some bad days. Yeah, you're gonna have to go to work. Yeah, you're gonna have to work 
a lot and study hard to get the job that you want but we miss out on so many things because we are so consumed by what is expected of us that I enjoyed feeling like there was nothing expected of me. The fact is that in South Korea you could be yourself and not really feel like you have to mold yourself to a part of a society like a collective society such as in china in china everyone kind of looks the same everyone dresses the same acts the same their stuff's in their phones all the time whereas in korea people were just really enjoying themselves and having a blast and i love that on wednesday we then went to the beach and the trip to yang yang was quite spectacular we went to the eastern side of korea it was a two hour bus ride and then we took another bus to the beach and naksan beach and turns out we can't swim in the beach and we can't swim in the beach because north korea potentially could have missiles and nuclear bombs that they tested that were just lying around the beach and so we can't swim in it because we might die that was the reality of things. So the whole adventure that my friend and I had was more so of having to find somewhere to swim. We wasted money looking for some place that had a pool. And the one place that did have a pool was an empty pool. So don't go to South Korea thinking that you're gonna swim anywhere or relax anywhere really because this is not the country to do so. And not saying that it ever really was known for it, but it's an it's like, it's a peninsula. So, you know, you would think that you'd be able to find a really nice beach to just chill at, but you don't, you don't. And the pools there are non-existent. But we met a delightful cab driver who actually stayed with us the whole time because he knew that we were gonna get lost. He stayed with us and made sure that we got the food that we wanted. I was even looking for a taxi and this guy trying to get me to go into his restaurant was like, taxi, I got you, calls a taxi and five seconds later there's a taxi you know it's it's just so weird it, it's just so strange i don't know i've never been in a place where people are just so nice and so kind and it made me feel so bad to leave because i just i want to go back and i just want to enjoy it and really immerse myself in their culture and maybe learn a new learn a new level of kindness that i can then give to the world in america if i ever choose to go back so south korea has my heart and it is a place where i think everyone is included and everyone has something that they could find there's dog cafes dog cafes are amazing by the way and the nightlife actually is great we went to this place this little strip in Hongdae that was really cool. We went to this club called Mataholic and there was R&B and hip hop and EDM and we were there really early, but after I think an hour, it was packed. And that's another thing, like Chinese clubs here are so different. Like they like getting fucked up and that's that. And the South Korean club scene is so different. They enjoy dancing. I thought I was in a fucking 80s music video because they're just so cool. They dress so cool and they like to enjoy themselves. And oh my God, guys, I can just talk about South Korea forever. Anyways, the last day that I was there, South Korea, um, you guys have it all. 
I went to a palace in the middle of a city and it was really cute because I got to see the guard ceremony and it was really strange and very formal but I think it was just so nice to still have something so traditional in your country and still have something so true to you and the gardens the like the little huts and rooms that the palace had was just so spectacular I really do miss already South Korea but I will be going back there soon and with that being said, this ends episode two, and I am so happy that you are here to hear me rant about how amazing South Korea is, but I think it's a very underrated country, and I don't think people initially think about going to South Korea when they say, I'm going to go to Asia. So if there is ever an opportunity that you have to go to South Korea, go to Seoul, go to Yangyang. Next time I go, I would like to go to Busan and to Jeju Island because those are places that I know that will definitely blow my mind as well. So with that being said, peace out Cub Scouts. I'll see you next time on <laughs> Next time we will probably be talking about different people, how to get along with them, cultures, and I will have a guest host so have a great day night evening morning whatever time zone you are in i just want to have a little reminder that we need to stay present now more than ever i think this is the time that we should focus not just on ourselves but in our community and how we can help other people succeed with themselves i know that in an individualist culture we kind of grow up to be more about ourselves and how will I survive and I have to do me before I can do uh, like help other people but I think now more than ever it's very important for us to take care of each other and not to judge each other and not to disown each other and not to bring each other down because we are one race in this whole world and if there's anything that I have seen within the countries that I have traveled to is that we all want to be loved and we all want to love and we all want to be happy and that yes evil exists and that yes jealousy exists and yes envy exists and yes greed might exist but it's it's so important to not let evil win because evil never wins um Love always wins, and love is the only frequency that I believe we are all trying to achieve. So I will leave you with that. Good night.